1: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
0: Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm It is April the 15th, 20, 2010 This is Jim Hedges from Markley Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk It's been a while, beanstalkinc.com, oh my god, Dave Cheer I now, screwed up Dave. again, bro, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's, it's a tough one um, uh, You know what, I, uh, because of it
3: though, I have bought I don't know, every possible permutation of our name, .com. <laughs> so so just yeah, stack, yeah, I'm, I'm helping you out, and I'm it, also it helping, like, work. you know,
2: uh, what, GoDaddy's <laughs> kids go through university. Right on, man. <laughs> you, want good the, is good for the you want to just give the right URL, Dave?
3: Pardon me? Yeah, Dave.
1: Go ahead, give the right okay. URL. we
3: uh, will get you there.
2: <laughs> and we are here on webmasterradio.fm with the uh, with another version or episode of Webcology. And, uh oh, Dave, I'm in such an amazingly good mood today.
3: Uh-oh. So this oh. means we can expect more hyper than normal from uh, Mr. Jim Hedger, is it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, my uh, oh, my uh, okay. inadvertence <laughs> <vintage> vacation is <laughs> over. Today is, today is the today, first Jerry. day of a new contract. Oops, and um, I'm just thing. very, very excited to be back in the saddle again.
3: And uh, as always, it's good to have you back. Yay. It's been, uh, it's been a while since so, uh, so we've, uh, we've had a chance to uh, to talk on air. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Good to be back. And well, you're having such a good and uh, lucrative
2: day. Well, yeah, I was about to say, it's good having you back. It's been, what, five weeks, six weeks now since you've been on the air?
3: Yeah, no. It seems like a while, doesn't it? But it really, yeah. When I was <laughs> talking to to earlier, it's like, yeah, I guess it hasn't actually been that long. Um, feels like much longer.
2: Well, um, you know, it's it's kind of like riding a bicycle. Um, you, you you don't forget how to do how to do it, and if you make a mistake, you could hurt yourself quite badly. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: True enough. True enough. Um,
3: all right. Well, shall we uh, shall we delve in? I mean, we might as well uh, might as well get to the reason that people are are listening to us, which means that we can get to that spot where um, you know the, the the studio can make some money. And I don't want to like go from pleasantries to, to advertising. So, should we maybe uh, delve in here? Touch on some of the uh, the points of the,
2: uh, of the past uh, so, seven days? Or I think so. You know, the biggest thing I think that happened this week. It's actually a two-fold thing, they're both about Twitter. Number one is uh, Twitter finally comes out with a revenue model. And the other is uh, the Library of Congress and Google are now archiving all tweets. Except, of uh, course, for the commercial stuff. <laughs> so, I don't know, man, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's start with, uh, with Twitter's new revenue model, um, you know, promotional tweets, sponsored tweets, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, I, 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 this is going to sound kind of
3: pathetic to a lot of our listeners, but nonetheless, it's true. I'm, I'm a fairly light user of, of Twitter. So, I mean, my, my experience, and I can hear the chuckles already from, from the masses. Um, so it, it's, its impact on, on, on me personally is probably pretty, pretty light, Will I use it extensively. Probably not Twitter's just kind of kind of not my thing, and I'll leave that to, to experts. It can be useful. I like it for communications, but it's it's not the same marketing tool that it is for others and I, I leave that to the experts in their in their fields. Um, the thing that I do have to say I like about it and it has nothing to do with gee, the function me as a marketer kind of thing is um, I like that. There's some, some strategy <laughs> for, for for monetization. Um and then like a real strategy for, for monetization um of it. Um and then for that it's just you know, if you can monetize something it's it's gonna stick. Right. I mean, you know, Google if they were just pure organic search and had never launched into AdWords, they wouldn't be around anymore, right? So um you know, I, I do like seeing that. That's just purely from a business standpoint. Um, but as far from the marketing angle, um, I'll leave the analysis of, of how that's going to benefit for the experts to deal with. And, of course, we're going to have to see how, what it actually means, you know, sort of three, six months from now and, and, and how it's being used as to whether it's, it's going to be good. If I start getting too many, though, it could be the death knoll of, of Twitter. If I start getting all these promotional tweets from all over the place, guess yep. how long my Twitter account's going to last, so.
2: Well, uh, about as long right. as, the li- as the about as long as the lifespan of an average tweet, I'd imagine, like five That's seconds or so.
3: Right. Now,
2: <laughs> now, the thing is, I am really into Twitter. I love Twitter. I think it's an extraordinary uh, platform for communication and a uh, a very good platform for marketing. Um, as the medium evolves, you see more people social media. Uh, I don't know if there really is a social media marketing expert out there, but there is a lot of people with a hell of a lot of building a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, you see them coming out every once in a while with tips for how to use Twitter. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the things about Twitter is subtlety. Mm-hmm. You only have 140 characters, so you have to be concise. But people, you know, this is a conversational medium more than it is a uh, feed medium. So, you know, you got to be really subtle with the message that you're putting out there. And, um the jury is out on how Twitter users are going to react to promotional tweets. Um, I got a feeling that if used properly, it could be an extremely powerful tool. But again, the uh, lifespan of the average tweet is about five seconds, and you're praying for retweet, for retweet after retweet after retweet. Is you know you, you got to wonder about a technology when like it's just hard to talk about it because it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> I'm going to retweet after retweet after retweet when you're trying to talk about I, it I'm actually doing a client report uh, well we got three retweets today but the, the, he sounded like an idiot so <laughs> <laughs> sounds almost like a Looney Tunes esque
3: um. Kind of angle of things. Um, one thing that I'm also expecting, though, is of course the masses of people, probably myself included, and I, I know because I, I have an iPhone, so I go to the iPhone store. I download a bunch. I'll download, you know, free apps, this and that. Um, and I'm, I'm betting with the promotional tweets, we're going to see the same thing that I see over and over and over again, and it frustrates me in the i um, in the iPhone. So, well, I my store um is this oh why is there all this advertising the advertising's invasive blah 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 to which every time i respond back i mean i like being advertised to as as much as the next person right like if i can get something without advertising fantastic I'll, i'll like it but if i've just got something that i find useful and it's free and then you need to advertise to monetize that thing it's free <laughs> like, what possible complaint uh, can I have and I'm expecting to see that in, um, in Twitter as well once once this goes through um, you know and we start seeing it out there is that there'll be this backlash. don't throw advertising at me well if you want it for free, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna have to allow them to do this to monetize. I do wonder if, if you know maybe down the road they would come up with a, with a sort of paid monthly version you know whatever 295 a month or whatever where I wouldn't you know I'd be omitted. Um, from this promotional tweets, uh, campaign, you know, but
2: one of the original philosophies of, uh, of, uh, uh the, the of, of Twitter seemed to have been to avoid advertising. And at one time they were talking about a business model that would charge the user, um, X number of dollars per month to use Twitter. Right. Uh, I think this is just about a year ago now that, that I remember hearing this discussed, um, Obviously, that never took off. Um, once you give away a product that becomes so viral, like Twitter for free, it's pretty hard to put that horse back in the barn again. Yeah. Uh, so now they're open That's to that. Exactly. If you put up uh, some
3: advertising and then go, like, how much am I going to be worth to them as an advertising target? Right? Like, probably. Well, you you called it. Like a tweet is going to last on my on my tweet deck what three four seconds maybe. Like I happen to happened to be there at this specific moment, maybe it'll be effective, right? So I can't be worth more than probably 25, 30 cents max a month. So if you even came up to me and said, gee, if you want to be omitted, it's a buck a month, $10 will get you a year, and then we'll omit the advertising, I'd pay it for sure i'd pay it (laughs) so you know if they do it after the fact like yes you can't just all of a sudden start charging me for something that was free but you can start firing ads through and then you can give me an option to get omitted from those ads for like 10 bucks a year or something so nominal that i don't even think about it i go frig will you take paypal great um and be done with it without even concerning myself with it well they can get you know a million me's out there paying 10 bucks you know Suddenly, that's a pretty decent revenue model, and everybody else, they can make their $0.25 a month or whatever they can manage to to monetize the average user um, at, and and be done with it. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I do hope if it gets rampant, if they want to keep me as a user because I'm not locked into Twitter by any stretch, I find it convenient. But if it's not convenient anymore... You know, bam, I'm, I'm gone, so if it gets too rampant and they haven't given me an inexpensive option to, to get out of being advertised to in, in a bad way, or in, in, a, in an intrusive way, um, then, then I'll be gone, so I, and I think they'll lose a lot of their followers um, and a lot of their users if they do that, um, or in just the meantime. these users who just shout out into the dark and are doing their own you know promotional tweets, and we all know who they are, um, they don't last long on my friends list either, so
2: well, in the meantime, and here's, here's something for uh, search marketers and uh, social media marketers out there, keyword selection is going to become far more important when using Twitter, when you're constructing your 140-word character message. Um, right now, people have just been putting advertorial messages out there in the, in the form of marketing over Twitter. We now know that for sure and for certain that Twitter messages are going to be archived. Uh, in answer to your question, Kerry, I don't know how far backwards they're going to go. Kerry uh, Carrie, Carrie asked if um, they're going to be going backwards for tweets, if they're going to you know, st- stuff that you put up in February or, or in March will be present in the index. I have no idea. But stuff that you're putting up as of now? Then, um, oh, according to Ogletree, po- posted by Brasco just a few moments ago, the U.S. Library of Congress announced this morning. It will be acquiring the entire archive of Twitter messages back to March 2006. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I guess um, a lot of those messages are going to be archived. Um, hey, all young people out there, don't do any uh, sexting through Twitter. Trust me. Bad idea. Bad idea. The Library of Congress by Anonymous. Oops.
3: Um, yeah, I can only imagine the, I mean, it's funny because I, 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 see all the tweets that go out there. I mean, I know all the tweets that I post and I mean, you know, a, a lot of, there's a lot of useless stuff. And I just think of all of the incredible amounts of storage space that are being wasted on absolute crap <laughs> in that, uh, in, in, that exercise. But, um, you know, of course, oh, dude, I mean, don't we just
2: call that the internet? <laughs> yeah, well, that's,
3: that's the thing. And we're all happy to you know i i will happily weed through um you know an hour of just absolute uselessness to find you know that one minute of you know gem information that that makes my life easier um, or makes my life better or helps me help my clients faster um so you know i guess it's i guess it's worth it but um you know, we'll 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 see how how all that lands. We'll see if it even gets used very much. Like I, I can't personally, I, I find Twitter quite helpful. I mean, I know you know, heck, right down to I noticed that there was a bunch of fire engines um, on one of the streets here in Victoria. You're not going to hit Google about it. The news people don't even have it, but sure enough, search dot Twitter and. I found out what was going on <laughs> like, uh, because it's, it's, it's a fast source of information. But um, it's funny. I mean, they, they can archive it back. I don't use it for the archives. I don't care what Joe Blow said, you know, last year about X, Y, or, or Z. Um, you know, what I care about is, is what's happening right now. That's what Twitter is. Is 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 the here and now. So I'm sure you know. Maybe down the road, I'll I'll be eating my words and going, "Oh, hey, here's this useful thing I can do with Twitter now that I can look back three years." But
2: um, oh, but Dave, know. Dave, Dave, I know now that I can use Twitter to get a or to at least enhance organic listings for my clients just by driving traffic through it. If I if I want to if I want a specific landing page to rank better or a specific page in a client site to rank better. I'm just going to start driving, like, rocking loads of traffic to it it's using Twitter. We know, that, we know that user patterns are a, uh, a significant signal to Google and to, and to Bing. Um, heck, I think there's a heck of a lot of experimentation to be done. And since we know that they're saving tweets um, and putting them up into the archives... We know that the, uh, you know, the value of every tweet is going to get stronger, and who knows? Maybe I'll be driving traffic through a long-tail search result in the future via Twitter. Now, the
3: question that I would have for you and uh, for our audience, if they want to ask it or if anybody wants to run tests, and now that I'm thinking about it, I just might do this very thing. Uh, you bring up an interesting point of, of traffic behavior and, and associations and stuff, but um, that's all well and good that I can drive traffic to my site from Twitter, but how, how does Google or Bing know that is, is what it boils down to. Now, I personally have Google Analytics installed, but other than that, if I don't, and, and the vast majority of sites still don't, of course, um, the, the, the question or, or what I would put out there is, so what? I mean, other than traffic itself is valuable, if provided that it's useful, you know, with targeted traffic. So, but traffic portion aside, from a search engine standpoint, if I'm driving a lot of traffic from Twitter, if Google doesn't know about it, so why so do you have to install Google tracking, like Google Analytics tracking codes to, to make this valuable? Just a question for for uh for those who might might have an answer or, or want to run a test on this.
2: Well I mean I mean obviously watch for bit.ly or some sort of uh of reference in your site logs. If you're running yeah. Inquisit, you'll have a you'll have a very good uh indicator um if, if if you know of all the links that drove traffic into your website. And I think there's Moz yeah. tools that do the same. So um, oh, um, Edward, page one results, writes, bit.ly, question mark, RIP, bit.ly, um, no, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious what that's all about, um, because, uh, uh I'm, the, I'm sitting here kind of figuring out what to say next, Edward, but if you could elucidate does on that mean, in the chat room, that'd be way cool.
1: Does he mean the fact that the, uh, oh, they were giving the hammer yesterday, oh, no.
2: Okay, don't look for bit.ly results in your your logs or in your analytics streams because uh, you very likely won't find them. Thanks, Edward. I appreciate that. That's very cool, man. Um, Well, sitting corrected is a darn good time to...
3: Just, just get out and okay. get, get straight to advertising. Is that what we're going yeah, to oh, You know what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're not, um, incidentally, we do not sit corrected. Uh, Twitter apparently just threatened Bitly for one reason or another. While we're on break, we're going to look into that and try to figure out um, what TechCrunch has to say about that. Thank you, Edward. Um, so, this is so I love this. I can do this all in one breath. Check this out. Taking us to break here on Webcology on WebmasterVideo.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Marketing Media and Dave Davies from BeatSock SEO. You're listening to Webcology on April the 15th, 2010. Stay tuned, we got more great stuff coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
1: It's <laughs> Washington if yes, you yeah, payment. don't No ifs, ands, and avis. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need and need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. it comes split
0: state up tracking
1: where to start you can do it a couple ways 866 xy7 page it's code free tell me what you waiting on so log on to xy7.com <sighs> what is this why is my website not ranking higher
0: well, sounds like you could use a link building report from seofox.com what's that Sly like a fox.
1: Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com.
2: Find out how The Jar Group can work for you at Jargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results.
0: The WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm off Now
1: back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are
2: the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Web Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's April the 15th. It's uh, Jim Hedger from Marketing Media, Dave Davies from Beanstock SEO. And Dave, how much do you think a Facebook fan is worth?
3: Ooh, good question. Um fan I don't know what Guest am I telling just <laughs> guesstimate you know what I, I think uh, to me that's what it boils down to as a global rule I would say probably uh, probably a dollar maybe, maybe a little bit more
2: just a little bit according to a report in ad week that came out earlier this week a Facebook fan is worth three dollars and sixty cents
1: really
2: okay. yeah hey Dave could you that's carry a- the show for a sec I gotta take this phone call <laughs> I will assist Certainly. there, Dave. All right. Well, I'm
3: going to get down to uh, just a, well, off on a, on a slightly different, uh, different tangent here uh, and, and getting off of Facebook here while, uh, while Jim takes, uh, takes his phone call. Um, to a post that I had come across over at uh, DaveNaylor.co.uk now. Uh, I like it. This is uh, one of his blogs from back on the 13th of April um, here, which is site speed is a ranking factor. Don't panic. Um, now, there's been, uh, as we all know, the, the constant um, you know, load debate um, is it is it a ranking factor? Is it not? You know, we can see it in Google's patents. Um, so, are they counting it, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. We can all see examples where um, the the load times are incredibly slow on sites that are ranking well. We can all see cases as well where um, switching hosting environments to a faster one has also um, improved the rankings of. Um, um, of a site. So um, just to, to wanted to point out that, A, it is definitely worth a read in this case. Um, his post basically gears more towards, or, or the post gears more towards, A, um, well, obviously by the title, don't panic, more um, towards, A, you know, there's there's a mix in there. We've all seen it. Um, what I wanted to add into the argument, um, however, or, or into the discussion, however, um is is basically the point of yes? It may not be the a, necessarily a contributing factor. I.e., it may not be something that Google looks at and goes, "Oh, well, yours takes X seconds to launch. Yours takes um, Y seconds to launch." So um, we're 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 going to just immediately come in and, and drop your site down if if you're the longer one. Um, But what they are taking into account, and we do know, is things like visitor experience, bounce rates, stick time. I mean, you don't even have to have Google Analytics installed for Google to know how long somebody um, is at your site. Google knows when they clicked; they know when the visitor comes back. So um, I'm sure, you know, uh, I know for myself, I have a patience level now I'm on the internet a lot, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well. Um, I have a patience level of probably a whopping three or four seconds when I hit a site and as people are spending more and more time online. Um, that really is just um, just kind of the way of it, so if your site is going to take three seconds to load and I hit your site and pieces are loading, and this and that i mean i 've got a client who 's we 're just moving them onto a different server just for this purpose um, you 've got my attention span for about three seconds if your site isn 't loaded or certainly enough of it that I can actually get a good start and going in, and I know you know I go to click to an internal page and oh God, it takes the exact same amount of, you know it 's still this this lagging thing. I'm gone. So now Google has seen me click on your site, go through, and about, you know, I I spent, you know, maybe a few seconds sort of looking, going, oh, okay, I want blue widgets. Click on this. Takes long again. Back, back. You know, 15 seconds later, as far as Google is concerned, I'm back and I'm clicking on the next thing in the results. So, site speed itself may not be a, or or site load time itself may not be a necessary g a plus b equals c site speed equals higher rankings sort of uh, sort of phenomenon, but. Everybody here should care predominantly about our visitor experience. Um, if the visitor isn't happy, the visitor is bouncing. Even if they didn't bounce, if the visitor is not happy, they're not going to buy. And if they do bounce, then that's where it's it's going to impact your ranking. So um, if your experience, I guess, is good enough, yes, it's not going to matter. I mean, if it's coming in, you know, your, your load time is slow, because, but everything's loading in. It's just this video, for example, that's taking a while to load. But, you know, the experience itself is, is fine to the visitor. Then, yeah, in a case like that, it's just not going to, going to impact very much. But if your visitor experience is affected by a slow load time and slow servers, yeah, you know, we we need to to step back and and address that because that's where you're going to get the the ranking hit. So, um, anyways, I read that it, it, it's it's an interesting post. Um, the information is interesting, but it just hits one of those cases. And there's there's data in there, to, and I'll be discussing how uh, this exact point later when talking about Google's um, beta um, keyword tool here momentarily. Um, but one has to understand that all data is, is fundamentally a lie, um, not because data lies, Ooh. but because data reflects a specific end that's being sought after or a specific thing without looking at, at everything around it. So I can look at a, you know, a site that may be ranking with a load time of 12 seconds. Well, functionally, the site had loaded in half of a second, but this video was streaming in because it was multiple megabytes, was streaming in after the fact um, for you know, another okay. 10, 11, 12 it- seconds after that. Well, hey fine. Dave, because the video was still playing, the site was still loading. The load time isn't actually affecting the visitor experience. So, uh, hey Dave, I just yeah, want to just sort of, kind of jump in here. here. That's a did, fantastic post to read.
2: Did I did I just get a great quote off of you? Like, did I just hear that correctly? All data is a lie. That's what would say, dude.
3: The, uh, the, the the quote, yeah. <laughs> Uh, It's funny. This has been a recurring theme in my life over the past um, sort of couple weeks as I'm looking further into data, um, coming up with calculations based on Google trending data to figure out okay, what does that mean per month and this and that. Um, But basically, having to reinforce the clients over and over again, and I'm seeing it here, and I've seen it, you know, numerous times, and I'm sure you have too. And and Mark Twain saw it. Um, So you know, even before the internet, it was all there. Is any data you have is based on assumptions. Um, and it's based on, it's it's not based on necessarily what you think. And so we all have to understand what is wrong with the data that we have collected. What aren't we seeing in just a raw number? Um, you know, for example, if we look at, uh, you know, com scores metrics on search engine breakdown, and then we take a look at, google's metrics estimated searches um you know in a, in a given month and go well gee that should mean x um you know looking at comscore's data and we know google has whatever 65.5 percent okay well then this search actually gets this this inflated you know a bigger number so you know it was 100 now it's you know 150 across all three engines well that assumes that google's search network got zero um you know and so all of it was on google.com and then it assumes that my sector um meets Comscore's overall generic statistics. So I, as an SEO, for example, I get almost no traffic from Bing, rightfully so. Nobody's looking up SEO services on Bing. But if I looked at Google's monthly data, and then I looked at, you know, and I went, oh, okay, and then multiply that by, you know, 18.8, and that'll give me Yahoo. Well, Yahoo has disproportionately less uh, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, Jim. Um, Yahoo has disproportionately less in the search engine space, and Bing has virtually none. So, all of the the search volume data really is coming from, uh, you know, for for a phrase like SEO services, for example, the search volume data is, is really coming in from um, uh, from from Google itself. So, okay, Woo. <laughs> did you get that in one breath? I, you know, I, I think I did one breath and about four cups of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> dope man! Wow, woo! This is um, the joy of quitting smoking, I
2: guess. I have like oh, good for you! Congratulations, mate! I
3: well, have I um a
2: ago, so. like just put these back what up and now like, I can do a whole show time. without breathing. let go back <laughs> to, the, uh, to the to the first the first point I want to to to, to sort of take a look at. Um Whenever Google makes a change and makes a major announcement like um, something like site speed will uh, will affect your – site loading speed will affect your rankings, Mm -hmm. I always ask why the heck are they doing this? Like why would Google make this change? What's the point to it? So what do you think? What's your best guess on site speed being a – suddenly uh, so critically important ranking factor that Google actually has to make an announcement publicly about it.
3: Uh, well, I mean, the, the thing is, and, and again, I, mean, you know, I, guess, I guess you're on the phone, well, the way I tend Why to do things it? Come on, on there's a reason. is it's an incidental. I mean, it, it is in, you know, I mean, i got a stack of Google patents. I can't remember specifically which one um, it's in. But they were talking about it. It had to be about two, three years ago, um, talking about site speed. Um, From everything that I'm seeing, though, in sites that rank, sites that don't, and just trying to wrap my brain around what are they actually trying to accomplish and where can this go wrong? Um, i.e., if they all of a sudden said, gee, site speed is, is an important factor. It's up there with title tags, right? Site speed is, is going to be, you know, put things to an extreme to see how the rules are going to play out. Um, if they gave it a really strong weighting, um, you're going to end up with an environment where, say, sites high in video content are not going to, to, to rank well because they're going to take longer to load. Um, you're going to end well, up with, Dave, with Dave. longer, more detailed um, you know, PDFs and, and these sorts of things, maybe on Harvard.edu, not ranking because they're going to take too long. So if we take it to an extreme, we see that it, it becomes highly ineffective and, and in fact, uh, takes away from the results. So I think what we're going to see is, well, it, yes, Google is saying it, but I think to me what they mean is it's more in a visitor experience gee, if, if your site loads faster, we're going to be, I think they'll be tracking it more from the visitor standpoint than from a just pure, gee, let's run a ping test on this thing and see how it fares.
2: You know, I think I've been in, I've been in the business end of the industry a little bit too long because I've become very cynical when it comes to resources that are used to, to achieve a certain goal. Cynical might be the wrong word, but for me, any anything major that happens in technology right now is all about resources. Mm-hmm. And I've got this feeling in the pit of my tummy that um, that the water here in Toronto is bad. No, I've got a feeling in the pit of my tummy that um, Google is uh, looking at a, well, a, an emerging future of mobile. This stuff has to load fast because the storage capability of mobile devices is much lower, so you can't pre-cache a lot of stuff. Um, and also... So many more people are accessing are accessing um, Google uh, from portable devices. I mean, imagine setting up this in- incredible infrastructure. We maybe we'll call it Big Daddy, and um, you know, like 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 just blowing out the these thousands of of high school sized data centers for yeah. Yeah. an internet access device the size of a laptop or desktop computer and then having the world shift on you with the with the release of the the iPhone and iPod and actually you know what I may be a little bit wrong because I'm I'm underestimating Google's advanced planning here um, I think I think Big Daddy and Jagger were, were partially about the world moving mobile although the you know the, the 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 world hadn't quite gotten there yet at least the North American world hadn't quite gotten there yet but Everything, every new major development coming from the engines right now, my very first reaction is going to always be, think mobile, and then start deconstructing it. And I'm pretty sure page load and load, load speed is all about, you know, serving up, serving up data on portable devices.
3: Well, um, yeah, I mean, you know what, to that end, yes, you may be, I mean, you know, let's have Cindy Crum, and she'll have been beating us over the head with this, not... You know, three four years ago, Um, but basically, with the it is important to have a mobile version. I do think I mean, you know, there there is conservation of resources, um, but I think Google is sophisticated enough and wants a good user experience enough to to put in place detection systems to go. Okay, I mean, we know that they know. Are you a mobile? Right? I mean, they'll they'll feed me different ads in a different different interface. Um, So if on the back end they're running systems to go, okay if you 're on you know a broadband network, you know if you 're your average user, if you 're on a pc non mobile device okay here 's you know, here 's the regular results. I can see, and then you know I guess you know mobile i wasn 't really considering it when I, when making my statements on on speed tests. I can see yeah, and in, in the case of mobile, them' going, what we need is something light and fast because i can 't even count the number of times I sat there on my bleeding iPhone going, "Oh for the love of God," and then realized. Ooh, I was looking at my own site <laughs> you know, and at my own you know I'm frustrated with my own load times on on mobile so I could definitely see them going okay and I mean Cindy's shown me some great examples when we run into her conferences of you know her site here's what it looks like here here's what it looks like over here and I'm sure Google will will happily put in detection systems to go okay they've got a nice light version of their site let's let's rank this thing so I think that's sends out the point that a lot of our listeners and a lot of our clients and, and you know people on the web really have to take a look at their client base and ask themselves, would my clients search this mobilely? I have clients that I'd go, yeah, in a heartbeat. And then you have clients where you're looking at going, no, this is, you know, you're not looking this up. And administrative staff is, and they're going to be sitting at work because they're not thinking about this in their car on the way home, right? Like where this is, you know, you're looking up promotional items or something, right? Where it's, Chances are, you know, it's, it's going to be looked at, at statistically, anyway, looking, looking at their statistics, it's looking being looked up traditionally on, on PCs, generally during work hours, whereas you can get into to some things, and I've got other clients, um, where they actually would gear more towards mobile. These are things that people would think about when they're out, and about restaurants would, would be a good example there. Um, and so, should they have a mobile site? Yes. And should Google feed the different... You know, impact the results for mobile. Based on that, I know I don't even really love looking at my own site uh, when I'm on mobile. Now, at the same time, all of my competitors are kind of doing the same thing. We've all got these bulky sites that are geared more towards towards PCs. But I'm an SEO. Well, people are looking he, at this during business hours.
2: So, you know what? Here's here's my great crow of the day. And if um, if if, if 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 I'm I'm really hoping I'm accurate in this. And if there's a takeaway from this show for anybody, it's this. Folks, it's 2010. Every website is a mobile site from now on. Just, that's just the way it is. Hey, Dave's saying that there's an include, which make things, makes it easier to make it mobile capable. Um, I'm saying, you know, you, want, you might want to be looking into a, a mobile development company specifically in, in, for the next couple of years until, you know, designers themselves, uh, traditional SEOs, traditional web designers really get the hang of this. Um, oh I and like I mean, this, this is yeah. a job for
3: professionals. I hope I didn't go there. I'm just hoping that people don't think here's this huge undertaking that's gonna be enormously expensive. You know what? If it's built properly and I shouldn't just say includes, if it's built generally, hopefully, with includes using cascading style sheets as a main structure, i.e. it's tableless. it's not going to be the same job as if you've got, you know, some Miva merchant site from, from, you know, 2003, and now you're trying to get this thing converted over, uh, in which Funny case i say that it's going to be costly. <laughs>
2: ah! Okay, you know what, I don't that's a four-letter word right today in my world, and I don't even want to go there. And, and one day, I might even tell you why. Um... All, all, all love to our friends up there at that four-letter named company. Um, okay, Dave, we are uh, we are eating time here. It's now uh, 20 minutes to the top of the hour, so we got to do another one of them commercial breaks here so that everybody can be happy and eating pudding and stuff, right? So you're listening to Jim Hedger from Arkland Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're at Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned, friends. we got some really fun stuff after these really fun commercials. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
1: What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher?
0: Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? Sly like a fox.
1: Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory. Because now there's lead researcher from eGrabber the one-stop source for finding contact information online eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names IDs email addresses and phone numbers that you need fast think of the time that you'll save with lead researcher learn more about lead researcher at www.egrabber.com slash wmr that's eGrabber.com slash wmr
2: Ad Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. Admedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything Ad Media can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. Admedia, strong ROI, made simple. State
0: of search, your home for the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to
1: Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim
2: Hedger and Dave Davies. Okay, did you know that there's a Webcology drinking game? I, I, just, I discovered <laughs> okay, that I, before our I last did not break. I know that. When, um, I know it figures, eh? I discovered that when Kerry said that. Uh, whenever you use like Google and Signal in the same sentence, you have to take a shot. <laughs> and I think I think we want to add another word to the webcology drinking game, and that is Rickroll. Anytime you hear the phrase Rickroll in any circumstance, you should take a drink.
3: What uh, What word was that, Jim? Rickroll. All right, so that's three inside of a minute. I think you've safely got everybody sick
2: now. Just doing my bit to keep the SEO it uh, Just doing my bit to keep the industry a little bit more interesting and saucy. <laughs> Dave, we've been I've been put we've been putting this off because you know we might have to say Google and Signal in the same sentence or something. But um, there's a. Uh, there's a new tool from Google that, you know, might help you understand some of the signals you give it. Um, the, the new Google Keyword Tool.
3: What yeah, I mean, it's, it's been around for a little while, but I've just had a, like, I guess we've just been using it much, much more often. And actually up in Canada, came a little little later than, uh, than down south of the 49th. But even though actually technically I am south of the 49th parallel. But I think you are too, aren't you, Jim?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah way south, man. Like, that's uh, that's uh, that's Toronto is about I was online
3: sure with the California um, Oregon border. That makes, that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for, for those not aware, for those who mistakenly, and, and I can give you a completely different lecture here right now, um, don't do your keyword research, you know, at least kind of regularly. I'm not talking, gee, run your keyword research tools every day. Um, but, you know, once every couple months might be a good idea. <laughs> to just make sure that uh, you're still you know doing the right thing, uh, right thing for, for your company um, but uh, anyways I've just had a like just been really recently going in and, and using the uh, the new version now it's in beta. Uh, I'm really getting a feel for the differences between it and the other one and for people who are not familiar with um, the ad, the Google AdWords tool in beta um, go. Test it out, use it. Now, what I have found really, really unique about it isn't so much the data it is providing, the data that we're seeing. It's the same, at its core, the exact same data you were always seeing. Your estimated searches per month, for example, or global searches per month. You're not going to see anything shocking. But what I really liked was for um, the layperson, people who haven't experimented with the different features, you know, in the old version, you know, hide this column, add this column, et cetera, et cetera. Um, What they have done on this one is really made everything a lot clearer. For a lot of people, um, and, and by that, I mean there's there's a few points that I've really really enjoyed. Um, and when I say enjoyed, again, most of it is data that was always there if you knew to look for it. But I know when I send you know a, a client looking at this, or when a client once this actually goes and is is the primary one. Once a, when a client's looking up data, I know that they're going to be looking at the same things that I find to be important. Um, one of my big ones um, that I just love that they've made it clear it was always in the well not always but um, it's in uh it's in the live version right now is the local um search trends so basically it's, it's a graph that appears to show you gee here's here's how this looks each month for the past um 12 months so over a year here's here's what you're looking at something that i've found misleading for 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 quite a while in a lot of cases is people who would go in they would run their searches and go Okay, you know, here's my search volume for March. Fantastic, that's a great phrase. And here we get into my quote of the day, which is "data is a lie." Um, and and here's why. First, when we look at data like that, when we look at just here's my data for last month, a we may have trending data, right? We or we may have data that is just in in this month. You know, if you're a common, you know, I, I love going to Whistler. I guess every all of my, our regular listeners certainly know that because I've been shows from there. When I look at their data, they're going to be a lot heavier in sort of the fall and winter for, you know, accommodations-related phrases, um, you know, as, as opposed to, say, summer. So you want to see what, what's going on from that aspect of things, and how does your data fit in? You may be looking at a low number, but if you can look at this trend and go, okay, it, it, it's low right now, but it's low because it's spring, right? And in the... You know how does that compare? Oh well, you know it goes up by eight times in the winter. Okay, it's still a good target, um, sort of thing. Or something that I found really unique um, in in using this data um, is that you'll all of a sudden see these one month spikes where either some you know uh, overzealous SEO is just hitting ranking reports like every hour or something like <laughs> that, and just bombarding this this query up, or somebody's trying to mislead their competitors, which could could also be a possibility and is setting these these queries coming in and driving up phrases that don't really get traffic but you'll see these spikes up on certain phrases for a month um, that, that really just offsets the the total so it's always been available in the current one but in the beta version it just shows up by default and this is what i love is that everybody can now look i mean i i've put in SEO services as, as the example that I have showing up here. And when I look, I've got SEO expert, one of the ones that just happens to be showing up as a, as a keyword idea. I see that back in, you know, looks like February, it got 100%, you know, uh, like the, the, the bar is all the way to the top. It doesn't give a number for this one, but the bar is all the way to the top, and every other month it's flat. Well, they're coming in at, you know, uh, 18,000, you know, uh, estimated searches a month but there's this one month where they were really really high and other than that they're virtually flat so what does that tell me it tells me the data is wrong right and so to put this in front of the average person who doesn't know, gee, I need to go into this dropdown and hide this data or show this data to just put it right out there. I think is fantastic because everybody will, will get to see what is the real data. It's obviously going to help PPC, but more to my point is it's going to help organic where you're, you're trying to select over, over multiple months. And then over on the left-hand side, they've actually got lists of, of areas where you can go to sort of filter down further your results, which to me is just absolutely fantastic. Not so much in an industry like mine but if you were i mean the the top one here is categories let's say you install windows for a living (laughs) and you want to rank for windows installation the data that's going to show up is going to be useless to you right i mean we we all i mean what if i looked up personally windows installation
2: unless you get the blue screen of death <laughs> um, but when I'm looking at the keyword data like
3: global you know search volumes and stuff like that I'm going to get just a massive data like that's that's just kind of the way the way of it right i mean i'm going to get everything from people like me who need some new windows to to or or you know or to people who are having a problem you know my, my, my computer's dead. I, I don't know how to install my Windows, and, and you know, I'm on my laptop now. Um, you know, so you're, you're going to get this mix of different data. Now you've got categories. You can filter down, get new keyword ideas by category. Um, I think my favorite thing, though, is that they also now have a contained. And, again, this is all stuff you could do. They've just made it nice and clear and easy to do, um, where you can choose different keywords for it to contain. Um, so you can say, I don't want it to contain you know, because it's listing a whole, like it's listing like a thesaurus. So I can say, I don't want it to contain search engine marketing. I don't want it to contain these things, but I do want it to contain these things. And then the difference between broad, exact, and phrase match are much clearer on the new ones, uh, which I think is going to help a lot of people sort of clarify. I can't count the number of clients I've had and, and people, you know, just calling in going, wow, it's got, you know, 1,100,000 searches per month. This is just fantastic. Yeah, it's on broad match, right? Click exact. Oh, it's only like 10,000. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I think just having it a much, much clearer there. will. People may not, by default, understand that difference, but at least they'll know to ask. They'll see match type and go, what is this match type? Um, so one thing I would like to see them add, though, is like a little you know, question mark beside that that'll help people you know, maybe answer the question, what is the difference between these these different matches? At the same time, you know we all have to understand that this is an AdWords tool. it's it's People who are, Google's not catering this to organic SEOs, right? This is catered, and per, the purpose of it is to help people with their AdWords campaigns. So somebody running a, an AdWords campaign is going to understand broad versus exact versus phrase. Or if not, in their campaign, they can find out that difference. So I don't know if they'll make it clear, but I, I'd like to see them do it if they, when this thing goes. goes.
2: Yeah, serious, serious monologue there, brother. Wow. I'm, I'm usually the guy who rambles on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> I want, we've only got a few minutes left in the show, but I think I, you know, a jillion uh, important points you made there. One that I want to throw in, which is actually I'm, I'm taking off um, from Alan in the in the chat room. Um, always confirm Google keyword stats against real world conversions, like like, and against other analytics as well. Because you, 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 you don't get a full picture looking at only one source. And, and um, you know, my my next great quote is lazy analytics is bad analytics. You're getting bad information, that gives you a bad roadmap. You have a bad roadmap, you're going to drive off a cliff. Or worse, much worse, drive your client off a cliff. Oh, um, indeed. Not that you did at all. as, 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 a, as, as a, a closing
3: double, tip on, on, on this, this. if you want to verify your data... Uh, no, get a second opinion on your data. I should not say verify because all data is a lie, right? But um, is start yourself, before you go into an organic campaign, start yourself an AdWords campaign. Bid yourself onto the first page for your potential phrases. You may take a loss. That's, that's just the cost of doing business here. You may take a loss short term, but count your impressions and then that's going to help you get a better idea now people will be viewing the same page twice right like you're you're going back and, and forth you look at number one go away come back sort of sort of thing but it will at least tell you whether this data is kinda right <laughs> um... or whether it's, it's, from, it's from google
2: so it's probably kinda right like seriously and then i mean like another thing we gotta keep in mind here um... not that google lies i'm not saying that they do because like you know far be it from me to say anything bad about google but um, it's, not gonna, it's not necessarily in their interest to give us SEOs the most accurate information. It is in their interest to push us towards uh, you know, strongly converting keywords, but that, that just might be me being paranoid, who knows. I And you know what we didn't talk campaign, about today that I really badly to wanted data? to, but we're not gonna have time to? Network, so Local search. Everything's local, man. All search is local, I believe. Well, very soon at any rate. Um, But, Dave, we got to go. We We have a full, full lineup following us, including Affiliate Marketing Insider, which is coming up directly after us, and Office Hours with the one and the only Ms. Vanessa Fox. And, um, you know, I don't really want to stand in the way of... uh, Affiliate Marketing Insider or Office Hours because those are those are some very powerful women I'd be standing in the way of, and far be it for me to do that.
1: Oh, well, Friend. Jim, Jim, before <laughs> yeah. you preface, uh, well, because last week Linda did announce it was her last show, so it's now Wade Sisson that takes over. so now it's male female, actually.
2: Hey, excellent. Well, Wade's a great <laughs> guy. Linda, yeah. oh, I, I missed Linda's announcement last week. Yeah, That's Wade so Linda. is Linda officially the new host. The yes, sir. But you know what? Wade works with Linda, so you're still getting. You're still getting information from inside that that organization, and that's good information to have. Um, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Markland Media. You've been listening to Web Ecology on FM for April the 15th, 2010. We will be back next week with a fresh and a fun episode, and we'll be drinking our coffee first. So stay tuned to Webmaster Radio, and we love you all. We'll talk to you next week.